Hi lovely human beings, this is the Ear Honey podcast where we talk about our favourite songs of the week. This week we also have guest George Williams who is an exceptional musician and a really great friend of mine and it's such a pleasure to have him on. It's always great to have friends on podcasts isn't it? And it's just generally a good time all round. We really hope you enjoy it. Listen to it. See you later. Bye. Hi everyone. Um, this is the podcast. What did we decide to call it, Alex? I can't remember now. Yeah, honey. Alex, Alex is currently in cake. Um, I didn't think I would ask him that question. And now we've got a guest on the show, finally. And he's such a chap, what? such a chap. Woo! It's George, everyone. Woo! Woo! Um, and we love, we love George. Well, I love George. Alex hasn't met George up until this point, but he will love George. Um, George, do you want to introduce yourself and what you do? Because you are an excellent musician and it's a pleasure to have you on. Too kind, high praise from you. Uh, I'm George. I am your, well, most people that are watching this, I would presume, would know me as your local neighbourhood shouty man that sings in the streets of Chester and the surrounding surrounding areas. Uh, but I do many things. I'm a session musician. Uh, I'm in a band, which is the standard. I'm in a band, look at me, thing to say. Um, but I'm in a band. Uh, and I kind of, yeah, I, I'm all over the shop doing music. So you've probably seen me outside your local Debenhams or Waitrose or something singing. Um, so that's that's about it. And at the moment, I sit and do nothing like the rest of us. I mean, you're currently in Manchester. You chose to move to a bigger city than Chester during the middle of COVID. Yeah, it's the, to the second highest R rate in the country because it's Why just not? what you do. Yeah. I like to live life on the edge, you know, with my water. Yeah. <laughs> you're all edges, all edges. Oh, so, yeah. So, what do you want to tell us what track you brought? Because if people don't know, the aim of the game is that you bring in a track that you like and then you talk about something that you don't like. So we're going to start with the track that you do like, George, and then we're going to work our way into whatever you think is naff at the moment. Oh, so much. Uh, so the track I brought is called Now I See by a, a gentleman called Ariel Posen. Uh, it was released a, a few days ago. Fantastic sort of um, rootsy kind of blues rock country inspired, inspired piece um, that's just a kind of really... It, it, it's very fitting of the times unbeknownst to obviously I presume Ariel when he wrote when he wrote the song it's it's a lot more fitting to the present moment than, than kind of expected which is one of the many elements of it that I do really enjoy and then so what are like technical aspects of it that you like you don't necessarily have to give technical aspects but um as someone who is a technical musician you know you're very talented um can you give us some in-depth in-depth knowledge uh it's very much if you know anything about ariel or his previous band the brothers landreth or any kind of that of that style marcus king uh uh, Josh Smith, Kurt Fletcher, all of that kind of roots, Americana blues, soul-based kind of artists. It's very much written in that modern take of that style, uh, kind of stripped back, but full sounding production-wise, it's, it's incredibly crisp, which I enjoy. Um, it's, yeah, it's just a fantastic, fantastically produced track. Um, and it's it, it's everything you kind of want in that style. There's a, there's a beautiful guitar slide, slide guitar intro and a slide guitar solo through some Hammond rotary speakers. And it's just a very big sounding, big sounding track, which I really enjoy. Um, and yeah, I don't really know what to say about it. I, there's every, everything's good. It's everything I like in a song. <laughs> uh, catchy hook, 
Um, I, it's, it's, it very successfully gets away without having a pre-chorus. It kind of slides you from, from verse, you get two bars instead of four, and then it drops you straight into the chorus, which I really enjoy. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's catchy, but not repetitive, which is an impressive feat of strength in modern music, I, I feel. It really does call things, like calls back to all of that kind of more vintage sound, but the production is so modern. Like the production is quite pop, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Kind of more outboard effects. It's a lot more kind of, it's, it's just, a, as you say, it's a very poppy, airy, breathy production on a very rootsy, traditional kind of closed blues track, which I really like the contrast of. Mm. And did, have you finished enough of your cake? Alex, did you listen to the track or because I sent the tracks half an hour before we're supposed to have the podcast and didn't give everyone enough time as per usual. Um, so hopefully that should have given Alex enough time to have digested his cake. We're going to build the snakes. <laughs> I did listen to <laughs> cake. Banging cake. Um, it reminded me a lot of like John Mayer. They're, they're good friends, so I would... I would assume, especially like some of the uh, the chord progressions and stuff, and his um, the way he like landed his vocals on some of the chords and that kind of thing. Really had that like John Mayer vibe. Like as soon as he started singing, I was like, it sounds very familiar. But um, no, I really liked it. It's super chill. Um, and yeah, that slide guitar and uh, the the solo is really really cool. Really really cool. And you're all right about the um, production. It's like it's vintage uh, classic like songwriting mixed with just modern day production and uh, it's quite a cool combination really isn't it and yeah. everyone everyone should go listen to it yeah really good. I can't good. pretty good pretty good and so what is the one thing that you don't like uh, I don't oh, uh, well I'm going to go with I don't like and it's gonna. I'm gonna sound so old manish, uh, and and boomer as they as the as the youths would say. Uh, but I, I don't like the kind of lack of instrumentation in pop music in the sense of I I don't like the fact that most of the charts at the moment don't have an actual instrument on them. And I think as a session musician, it's a very worrying thought uh, that, you know, something that 10 years ago, even five years ago, was kind of a very needed and illustrious career path is now getting replaced by a MIDI keyboard, which I'm all for. I use them all the time. But it's, it's impressive to see, even when you look at the charts 10 years ago or five years ago, that you still had a lot of bands in there like Coldplay, and One Direction, who had a live band and Five Seconds of Summer and all these people. And now in the last few years, it seems that kind of that's nowhere near as prominent anymore. Um, and it's kind of, I, I don't like the fact that every song can sound very similar um, due to the kind of lack of humane, the, hum, the lack of human touch on it, I, I guess, which, as I say, is going to make me sound very old manish. A lot but, of that is down to the fact that most of these songs in the charts now are written in writing rooms and by the same people most of the time. So it's, everything just sounds the same and they're all being produced in the same way. So it's just, that, that's why everything just sounds a bit stale. Oh, I, think. I don't like that. Yeah, as you say, it's all a very 
kind of small closed circle, which I know it's always been with the eighties with you know Bruce Fairborn and and Kid uh, and Bob Rock and everything, and uh, you know through the nineties and the two thousands there was always that kind of main group of producers and writers, but it seems very much nowadays like it's just a circle of like five or six people that throw a song in and then it will go to number one and the next one will throw the song back in and it seems to just be a loop, and it yeah. kind of yeah it's it's a very it's it's quite it's quite you go to Nashville and do country. <laughs> They're always looking for special musicians. Well, country, country's my escape. Well, move to Nashville. Session players. <laughs> You're fine. No, it's just like there's no um, everything's super safe as well. I think. When was the last time that you know someone came out and really broke the mold, and really went, "Listen to this. This is different." Like even with my favorite band, the 1975, who consistently kind of morph and change and their new album or their most recent album that came out in April of last year is a 22 track album and every single song is a different genre. It's been done before. And I feel like as much as you can't reinvent the wheel, when was the last time someone came out and went bang, stay to heaven? As you say, as, as you say, there's not been much, I haven't seen much daring songwriting in the last few years. And it's... It's like, because it's mainly because like the, just the masses are just not interested in it anymore. Maybe. And oh my just... gosh, the both of you sound so old. Yeah. <laughs> the, the masses young... are sheep and yeah. the young people are idiots and they don't have good taste anymore. Uh, into the chorus by like, what, 20, 30 seconds? The same in the industry with managers and ARs and everything is you want to get to the chorus before people realise you've had a verse. And it's like, that's scary. Nah. More prog. 30-minute songs on the radio and stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm here to say, youth, you're all doing fine. Don't worry about these guys <laughs> talking badly about you. But I, I think there's a lot of good stuff out there. Let's move on to what Alex's favourite track is. So I picked a song called Spirit by a band called The Blue, the Blue Stones. Um, I'd never heard of them before. And just come up because I was just trawling the, the new rock playlist on Spotify. And uh, I got some thoughts on that as well. <laughs> but um, basically, I think uh, they're a Canadian blues rock duo from, yeah, from Canada. Um, I, so we are flying the Canadian flag strong today. Yeah. I, I, like um, the track, I thought it was, uh, it's basically, they sound like a Royal Blood clone. It seems like since Royal Blood come out, <laughs> Two, two piece they basically got a guitar bass and then no guitar drums and then the guitar is using the <clears throat> an octave pedal or whatever to simulate the bass or it's running split into a bass thing or whatever and that just seems to be the sound of rock at the moment and uh it's basically that it's it's like royal blood but better i thought um the instrumentation is a bit more complex in terms of like drums guitar the production i thought was way more scrappier which i prefer it's not as clean and polished and i think the music's better for it um but you can definitely hear the, the whole royal blood um presence in it even the, the fact that like on the vocals they've got like the same sort of sounding like slap back delay on it and that kind of stuff it all sounds like that royal blood thing and the way that they go into like the the bridge and stuff as well it, it sounds like almost the exact same like uh, chords and stuff that, that Royal Blood would use, but it's just got more of an edge, I think. A bit scrappier sounding, that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I think 
just looking through that like rock playlist, it seems like most bands are going for that sort of sound that like just um, thick when you've got like your, your guitar and you're basically running it into like you'll know as well when you run it you can split it send one signal to an amp send the other signal through like an octave thing into a bass cab or an amp or whatever and then you've just got you, you only need the one player then but that's that sound just it seems to be def- like to, to my ears like defining rock over the last couple of years since like royal blood Bands are getting smaller and smaller inherently, be it yeah. Royal Blood thing or not. Billie Eilish tours with two musicians, obviously Royal Blood are the two. Uh, the gentleman you're speaking about are, are a two-piece as well, and it seems that kind of that's a not a fashionable thing, but it seems to be a very creatively unique way to do things. And as you mentioned, they sound like Royal Blood, but they have a guitarist, whereas Royal Blood uses the bass, Mike plays the bass. So you get a completely different kind of melodic shift and, and melody range by using the guitar with the octave pedal as opposed to the bass and the octave pedal, which is quite clever. As you say, it's a, more, it's a more scratchy, more scratchy sound. And yeah, no, I, I do agree that kind of rock music is either going the, the resurgence way, if it were, with kind of Miley Cyrus and Youngblood and Machine Gun Kelly and that kind of more punky, rocky, poppy sides come back and that's kind of taken the mainstream rock chart and then you take the actual rock chart that, as you say, is, is the kind of Royal Blood sound. And Foo Fighters has just released their new album, which is kind of more of that sound than their previous material. And yeah. that seems to be the way it's going, which I don't hate. I love, I love, um, I do no, love I like, it. It's like a very, very good band. It just, uh, it reminds me, um, like the riffs and stuff, um, especially because I checked out um, this band's album, uh, the previous album, and it's really, uh, it still has that sound, but it's like really like Sabbath sounding, like, slow and sort of doomy vibes but it's um no it's, it's really good if you're into the whole royal blood thing i'd definitely say really check them out because it's like robo but better like more bluesy and uh because there's bits where it slows down and because he has the guitar he can turn the bass bit off and start playing like really cool like blues <clears throat> blues uh, riffs and stuff like that so it's it's good it's good stuff good stuff i like the fact that they were using a a megaphone style vocal over the top and usually oh my gosh do I hate that oh my god I cannot stand a megaphone style vocal it's so tacky but that works I don't know why that one works but it really does um I couldn't because I'm not a very well I'm not really producer I'm a bedroom producer I couldn't tell you why it's so good but can either of you tell me why that it works in that context it's with the song, doesn't it? Really, the rest of the production is scratchy and that kind of thing. So you chuck that vocal at the top. You don't really have to do much with it either. Really, you just it just fits sits right in, doesn't it? Mm. Press the heart of it, gate it, make it clip, and put some slap back on it, and that's kind of that is the sound, isn't it? Really, uh, as you say, Royal Blood use it a lot in songs like Lights Out and stuff, and and these guys have used it, and it's a it's a great way to make an impact with the vocal, especially when you've only got those two other elements the vocal becomes a far more important kind of third instrumentational device because the guitar's got to do all the rhythm part because the guitar has to do something fairly simple because of the bass you can't get too overly complex because then you're taken away from the vocal and then the drums have got to be drums so you, your vocal kind of almost becomes another textural element as well as just here's the words to tell a story or fit the song so i feel it's a it's more it's more an instrumentation in the way that you put a fuzz pedal or a, an overdrive or a distortion pedal on a guitar 
that kind of it, it, you, you've turned the voice into more of an instrument than just a not saying that it's not but to to kind of add to more than just here's the words on top of the instrumentation it is it is kind of another instrument which i think is really clever especially as i say in a two-piece scenario that saturation on it as well just really like gets it to sit in the mix it's just it's like a tried and true method if you got if like you're at the end of your wits you can't come up with like a a vocal sound just like whack it through a sand amp or something like that and it just <laughs> immediately like yep yeah, okay it works especially within the style obviously but nice and then so what's the thing that you hate uh the thing i hate the most this week and it really wound me up was it was a remix of um one step closer by lincoln park one step closer 100 decks re reanimation or something like that I think they're just doing like uh, remixes of all like hybrid theory songs and stuff. And it just, oh my God, they just absolutely murdered it. I think like everything about it <laughs> just killed it. Like, cause the, the original, um, like obviously loving like Linkin Park and like hybrid theory and all that kind of thing and growing up on it. It's just absolutely murdered it. <laughs> like not in a, like, yeah, sometimes you can do that and remix a song. And, like, not in a good way. You can't murder it. It's like, oh, can you murder something in a good way? A mercy killing. Yeah. But it's just like, it just, it uh, just trashes over the song, I think. And it wound me up a little bit. <laughs> is Fair it enough. A, is it good, bad? Like, is it a good version of what it should be and you don't, no, you don't no. like what it's trying to be or is it just bad? I think it's just bad, man. It's just honestly, like, if you've heard the original, the, the original is like, it's super... um it's like the heavy guitars and it's all that stuff and it's like but this it's like doesn't even it's so far from the original and then like they've taken like Chester's voice and just like ran it through like so much like auto-tune and pitch pitch shifting and all that kind of stuff but it's just it just sounds so bad <laughs> I should I don't think it should have been done like at all I don't know who it's for like I don't I don't understand who who it's actually for either because I can't imagine like Linkin Park fans being like that's amazing but I don't know terrible in my opinion there we go that's what Alex doesn't like <laughs> um, <laughs> um and so so no one should go and listen to that that's the well to go and listen and laugh at it uh, it's just it's just painful to listen to I thought <laughs> it's one of them if you want pain then that's the place to go yeah, yeah. all right and now i hate this bit because i always it's now it's my turn um and what i picked this time was i can't even remember what it was hang on let me just check through i know i remember the band's name because i really like weather station um well in fact it's weather station is not a band where the station is one person who is also from Canada. So we've picked three people, three bands, three projects, all from Canada. So there must be something like really good happening in Canada. Um, and the song is is Parking Lot. And uh, and again, I brought notes. I brought notes. So let me go on my phone and read out what I've written. So the intro is like, there's just call and response between bass and piano, which I like, which I don't think I've heard in a long while, or if I have, I haven't been paying attention. Um, and then I like, I love her voice. So her voice is kind of a mixture between 
a, a whisper and speaking and singing because she's got a very it's a very spoken way of performing and I really like that because it could there are lyrics in there that are kind of a bit trite um and she's like singing about the bird and like watching the bird in the car park outside a club and watching the bird breathe and if I sang that it would sound shit let's be honest because I've got a very high voice and it's like oh another girl singing about birds but she has a very low almost raspy voice at times and it's a very mature sounding voice and I and it, somehow it works she like manages to pull it off for me um and there's like a, a beautiful moment in the song where she has the line um but they're they're all good reasons to cry it's like around one one two like 120 in the song and there's this high note and the, her voice moves into what you would call a cry sound like from the perspective of like a singing teacher and I was like that's really satisfying to me oh and then I just I love the line and I wish I wrote this because I'm a lyricist first aren't I so it says um I, I confess I want to I confess I don't want to undress this feeling. I'm no poet I'm not poet enough to address this healing. And I was like, yes, I love the rhyming structure. I like how it comes back in on itself. And I really wish I had just written the line, I'm not poet enough. And then something else, like that's a great line. She also kind of sounds a bit, and now because I realize that she's Canadian, she has that voice that sounds a bit like like Joni Mitchell but like an older Joni Mitchell, like later, like both sides now with the orchestra, but not quite that because she's not that old, but there is, there's like a hint of that in there and the instruments sound like they're having a conversation. There is just a lot of call and response, which I really like. And it's very, it's all very weaved together. And I feel like it's not just, here's a guitar, here are some chords, we'll whack a drum on it. That's only half my notes. I could go on forever. And so what did everyone else think? I mean, you've, you've, you've very well covered it all. I, I very much agree with the kind of softly spoken yet kind of mature and powerful, powerful voice. Um, it's, it's quite rare and very impressive to hear someone kind of not try that. Like it, it, she's not trying in the slightest, but she sounds like she's really trying to portray what she's saying. And I really enjoy the contrast of such a powerful message, such a powerful kind of lyrical message, yet such a, a, a stripped back vocal. But at the same time, as you say, it's got a lot of a lot of depth to it, which is really beautiful. And the metaphors and the, the way she kind of talks about, as you say, the bird in the car park and she, she gets away with it. As, as, as you mentioned, a lot of people, you just be like, shut up. Um, she kind of makes it work in, in a very poetic way <clears throat> and the call and response as you as you also said is gorgeous and the instrumentation is the, the perfect balance of complex and clever enough as to where it's this thing I, I I the most satisfactory music to me is when there's things going on everywhere but it's not clashing so you can you can pick out you know a tiny little bit of pizzicato string over here and then there's a bit of bit of harp over here and there's some chat and everything's going on but it all kind of fits together and kind of adds a bed for the vocal and I very much feel like in this track the instrumentation does do that um so it's just a really beautifully put together song in, in my opinion anyway what do you 
What do you think, Alex? Yeah, I mean, I think we just covered everything that I was going to say, really. like uh, Last person. Yeah. I think with the vocals, it's like that emphasis is, the emphasis is more on just the pure emotion of it rather than anything else, I think. And that's what really, like, makes it, I don't know, weird. just ama- like really amazing really isn't it it's just that, that you can feel like every word basically and that's I think a lot of that is missing in some in a lot of like music now so but yeah I mean like other than that I think you guys have really <laughs> pretty much covered everything I was going to say about it like I don't think there's much, much to add but it's a great song though it's a really great song <laughs> It's a great song. It's a good song, yeah. Well done. Well done, Bella. Well done on not picking anything shit. Um, And so, what what do I hate? What do I hate? Nothing, actually. Why? No, I'm genuinely, there's there's nothing that I'm hate. I mean, other than the obvious global issues, which I can't be bothered talking about. We're not going to do it. Um... Uh, yeah, there's not, there's not a lot that's going on that I'm really peeved about. I w- want to be able to say something like, you know, they've stopped stocking my favourite Oreo flavour or whatever. Um, that would be good. Oh, my car died. My car battery completely died and I can't get anywhere now. So I can't drive to Morrison's to go and purchase um, my favourite, my fo- favourite vegan sweets so that's we can have that that's that which are candy kittens um watermelon ones oh so good so good and i don't care if jamie lang was the person who came up with the idea i don't care they're so good can't you just do a home shop i think i could but i'm trying not to not to buy anything from amazon anymore because hippie life and also i don't think that amazon um not amazon morrison's are ordering out unless you have like a pre-booked thing with them because so many people are having home deliveries so i just no candy kittens for you i know it's gutting it's gutting so that's that um and i suppose in a roundabout way that kind of clarifies everything from all of us and uh, thank you so much for being on, George. <laughs>